3: Go behind the wheel, under the hood, and beyond with Car Stuff from HowStuffWorks.com.
4: Hi, and welcome to Car Stuff. I'm Scott Benjamin. And I'm Ben Boland. Ben had a, uh, a rough start here. I almost knocked over the table. But uh, I do want to uh, to discuss something today that is kind of, it's on the top of my mind, I guess. Um, we didn't get a listener suggestion for this one, so it's mm-hmm. kind of one of the... Uh, I don't know the odd, odd times when we kind of go on our own and recently, because we've been doing a lot of listener suggestions recently. That's and, true. And, and I think, like, sometimes we've got all these ideas kind of percolating in the back of our mind, like what we want to do. And one of them that I've been thinking about for a long time is Woody Station Wagons. Surf City, Here We Come. I knew you were going to come up with some kind of uh, Beach Boys reference or something like
5: well, that. Well, that's what a lot of people are going to think of when they hear Woody Station Wagons. You know, I've got a. 34, what is it? A
4: 34 something, and we call it a oh, Woody. I, uh, you catch me off guard. I do oh, But you know what? No, it is, kind of uh, these, these types of vehicles are tied into, and significantly so, into the, the surf culture. Uh you know, the Beach Boys with, you know, the, uh, the Woody station wagons with the surfboards on top, and you right. know, had it park near the beach with the sun setting in the background. See, you get it. You yeah, know what I, I'm talking I, about. I totally get it. I understand. But they go back a lot farther than that, as a matter of fact. Oh, they go, much, they go, much further. Yeah, they go way, way back. So, um, Man, where where should we start on this one? I mean, do you want to go way back to <laughs> to the beginning of? Uh, oh, geez, I, we do this every time. We have to go way back to uh, <laughs> yes. like the start of the automobile, right?
5: Right. We have to go way back to the start of the automobile. We should also throw in a caveat here at this point. Um, you and I were talking about this off air. We weren't quite sure. It was. It's very difficult to pin down an exact production date for the first uh, real Woody automobile.
4: Yeah, that's right. So when we get to some of these dates, uh, it's just going to be general terms like mid-30s, mid-40s, etc. And mm-hmm. uh, we'll kind of do that throughout. Uh, there's some you know, very specific examples that we can point to. Yeah, there are some definites for sure. But uh, you can't say the actual first one was right here because there are these weird transition periods that uh, I guess if we just kind of start at the beginning and work mm-hmm. our way through here, we'll, we'll find out what those transition periods were. But um, all this really makes very good logical sense when you, when you listen to it laid out the way we're going to.
5: Right. So here we are at the dawn of the automobile. Mm-hmm. And when we talk about the dawn of the automobile, what we have to realize is that a lot of automobiles were being constructed by what we would today call custom coach builders. Mm-hmm. And so think about how – think about this. We've mentioned this in earlier episodes. You buy a vehicle that is essentially a an engine – and uh like a chassis, right? The yeah, wheels.
4: there's maybe a seat perched a up seat. on top of a, a wooden box somewhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's not much else there. Maybe a cowl in yeah. place, you know, for the windshield. Yes, and when you buy
5: a car, you're making two big purchases at this point. You're buying the engine and the seat and the cowl and some wheels, hopefully. Sure. Uh, but then your next step is to go to uh, coach builders who... Uh, as we
4: learned, um, could be furniture makers, could be funeral uh, directors. Yeah, we've talked about funeral uh, parlors and furniture stores and just, you know, anybody that works with wood and all the different things they can do. Well, this is just another aspect of that. You know, the wood body cars uh, were were prevalent, were the only thing, really, for a long, long time.
5: Mm-hmm. And uh, these furniture makers or coffin builders would uh, begin making woodies or wood bodies... For cars mm-hmm. uh, as a side business to their normal their their main line of income or an ancillary business, but quickly for some of them this grew into their
4: primary. Yeah, sure. That was a it was business. very profitable, right? I mean, it was uh, it was something that you know they could they could ply their trade on, uh, you know, this new fledgling startup type of thing which was the, the automobile industry mm-hmm. and uh, they could kind of see where it went and you know obviously there was a need for this you know people wanted all kinds of different special bodies on trucks mm-hmm. on uh on panel wagons for delivering you know goods and uh you know the milkman ma- materials yeah, yeah exactly the milkman uh would would maybe require a different truck than would a carpenter um, you know, so so they had to you know figure out what type of bed to put on the back end of those things. Not only that, just the, the door panels, the uh, you know the 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 area that covers the the engine, um, even the the frames of these cars were wood at, at that point, which is amazing.
5: And one thing that I found that was interesting here, Scott, is that railroad companies would use these wooden-bodied cars. To be something called depot hacks. Hmm. So these would, these would be used by resorts. Sorry, not the railroad companies themselves, by resorts. Mm -hmm. Everything was crooked back then. So some of the resorts were doubtlessly owned by some of the same men in charge of the rails. (laughs) And, uh, they would, uh, these, these resorts would use these custom made wooden buses. They look kind of like small buses, Mm -hmm. uh, called depot hacks to
4: go back and forth from the uh, railroad station to the resort very cool and I've seen a couple of those that uh, you know maybe if you go to Disney World mm-hmm. uh, or if you go to um, I don't know maybe Greenfield Village up in Michigan someplace where they have a lot of historic vehicles that are actually you know driving touring on the property you know that, that haul passengers still you may be able to jump on one of these and take it for you know a, a mile trip you know just in a, in a loop around the property or something like that it's a uh, it's it's really cool and they're very very impressive when you see them because they're they're exceptionally well crafted it, mm-hmm. Most of them. Um, you know, it kind of depends on the carpenter, I guess, and who, <laughs> who built it. But, um, man, so this woody construction, this, uh, you know, this, this, this idea of, well, actually, not the woody construction, but the idea of wood bodies was around right from the beginning. And then parts of the car started to be changed with, with, changed out with steel Mm -hmm. and started making steel frames for the cars. Yeah, that was first. Yeah, that was the first step. And then, you know, the, the wooden wheels that had, you know, the wooden spokes, Mm -hmm. those were eventually switched over to steel spokes. And then, you know, eventually finally they got around to the bodies of the cars, which were still wood at that point. And the, the funny thing is though, the public still wanted wood bodies and and not only that you know like the 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 craftsmen that were building them wanted to continue building them the the manufacturer yes. said you know we kind of like the look of that let's let's leave it on as a maybe decorative uh in a decorative sense on some parts of the vehicle but not all of it so we're going to switch just a few pieces over to metal like the whole front end is going to be metal the back end will be mm-hmm. wood um well, but I, we'll we'll just have panels of wood Exactly, and this all started about the mid 1930s when they started switching over to steel. And mm-hmm. the steel bodies, these—they they switched them mainly because of uh, strength and cost and durability concerns. Like I mentioned, um, steel was, of course, stronger. It was a, a lot—I don't know—lot a lot less expensive, I guess. When you just have to stamp out a piece of flat steel versus paying, you know, somebody to cut and sand and and finish mm-hmm. and you know yeah. fix and fit and you know all that for uh, for for wood, and it potentially could last a lot longer um now that's not always the case uh because you know i was thinking about this on the way in ben and okay. this just a quick side note um i've seen abandoned woody vehicles woody station wagons before and you know just photos i've never stumbled across one myself i don't think okay uh but if you ever see um a, a junkyard vehicle and, and an abandoned or neglected vehicle mm-hmm. um that was a woody car woody station wagon Oftentimes the wood is going to be completely missing from that thing, so it's going to look like a framework mm-hmm. that's missing kind of the, just the center portion of it, because uh, there is just a there's a metal framework behind it that it attaches to, obviously in some way, you know, screws, bolts, whatever sure. it is. Uh, but the weather, the sun, the rain, snow, temperature changes, whatever, the humidity, humidity, all of that affects the uh, the wood first, uh, long before it affects the steel. And I'm not talking about you know little rust creeping in here there. Mm-hmm. I'm talking like the wood disintegrates and goes away, it falls off. Um, it just can't hang on any longer to the to the support. So a lot of times you'll see these woody cars that have been abandoned. That you know, there's there's really just this framework left and uh, these these open holes where you can tell their wood the wood panels were at one point. There would
5: have been wood.
4: Yeah, <laughs> it's uh, a little tough to say. Yeah. Before we keep going, let's
5: go back to just the the beginning of the 30s because I found an interesting date here mm-hmm. that I wanted to see if our listeners could check. So, everybody, chime in if you know this one. Uh, I found somewhere that Ford introduced the first production Woody mm-hmm. in 1929, hmm. and that other manufacturers had tried to join in, but it hadn't worked out as well to make these production vehicles, and that makes sense to me if that's true. Now, again, I haven't I haven't cross-verified this in a couple of places enough to make me happy definitively about that, mm-hmm. but... Um, the thing that does make sense here is that we know there was a, a plethora, and I am using that word correctly, of car manufacturers in the 30s, right? And a mm, lot didn't sure. survive. And we know that uh, there was another, this other almost cottage industry of people building custom coach bodies, right, sure. of wood? yeah. So to me it makes more sense that these manufacturers would have limited success because they were trying to
4: cut out the custom coach builder industry there right understood yeah they're trying to uh trying to minimize um, you know the the production cost on their end as well as you know trying to uh um, I don't know, minimize, well, actually, the, the cost overall, right? I mean, because right. they're trying, yeah. and I'm probably just stumbling upon myself here saying this twice, <laughs> but, but they're trying to reduce costs really overall is what they're doing. Yeah. And, and it makes perfect sense. Are they going to get the same kind of craftsmanship that they're going to get at a custom coach builder? Probably not initially. Uh, probably not initially. But maybe later on, you know, maybe as things, you know, progress, maybe they, these guys get better and better at it. I'm sure they're not hiring anybody that's, you know, a hack you know somebody that can't really do anything but you know doesn't even know which end of the saw to grab or whatever but um, you know can i can i one more yeah. side note and i i think that we have to mention this right now only only because we're going to get past this quickly and i i wanted to bring it up okay uh, just super fast You remember how henry ford had his ford landia project his, yes. uh his rubber factory dream that he had in mm-hmm. uh, you know the amazon rainforest in brazil mm-hmm. um so so that was a failed in you know failed industry i guess or failed failed business failed town uh because he had counted on the fact that he was going to require so much rubber uh for his product and he was you know purchasing this big plant you know down the middle of nowhere um but then, uh, then along came synthetic rubber, which was around 1945, right? And uh, that kind of extinguished the need for his uh, his Ford Landia project altogether. I mean, there was no need for natural rubber at that point, or at least not as much natural rubber. Um, well, he did the same thing. Henry Ford did the same thing in uh, northern Michigan with uh, with Alberta Village and the Pequaming um, Mill. This, uh, this lumber mill that he purchased. And he founded a town called Alberta, Al- Alberta. Mm-hmm. And if you look up Alberta Village, uh, you can find information about this. And I don't want to spend too much time on this, but, um, I mean, each, and, and this is where the inter- interesting information comes in, is that early on, each car that, that Henry Ford produced, uh, required as much as 250 board feet of lumber wow. to make. And, uh, now things like, other things like shipping containers and railroad ties and boxcars and shipping bins and wood, wood, uh, pallets and things like that. All that, and pattern work, they, all that he required for his factory had to come from somewhere. And you know Ford he was going to he's going to supply his own stuff. He wanted to uh, yeah. to to cut out the middleman like we just talked about with uh, removing the coach builders. So he acquired these lumber resources a lot like he did the uh the Ford Landia project for the rubber resources. So look up Alberta Village. It's in northern Michigan. It's on Lake Superior. Mm-hmm. Interesting story behind that whole thing and uh, and it's just typical Ford.
3: Mother's Day is right around the corner and in true she pivots fashion
6: Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right.
7: But we loved is a podcast about queer history. I'm Jordan Gonsalves, your host. Growing up, I thought being gay was the worst thing I could ever be. The gay history I learned was tragic.
6: Jerry had died of AIDS, and it's like, what is happening? It was survival. That's why it's called survival sex.
7: But as I interviewed queer elders, I realized there was another history that I had never been taught, a history of courage and perseverance.
4: I wanted to take control of my story and not be
2: ashamed of it.
7: And it was a history full of love.
2: The joy we found in saying husband again and again and again was incredible.
7: And while learning this new queer history from my elders, I realized they had so much wisdom to pass down. The key is to understanding yourself, learning to love and embrace yourself. From iHeart Podcasts, I'm Jordan Gonsalves, and this is But We Loved. Listen to But We Loved on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
5: I am going to look that up for listeners who don't know, uh, Scott, and you and I have become
4: fairly versed in the life and times of Henry Ford. Uh, It's strange, but along the way we have because it just, he comes up so often in so many different ways. And And this is, is, this is another one. And he's a fascinating individual. He really, he really, really is. Um, one thing I want to note about
5: Woody's here, the, the question about why didn't they make more of them immediately? Why weren't all these car companies entering into this? Um, Chevrolet, uh, from some stuff that I found, didn't enter into the Woody game until 1939. Hmm. But the catch was that Woodies were never really a profitable item for car makers in the beginning. Hmm. Because if you think about it, they're hand-assembled, it's intense. As to your earlier point about using steel, it's, um, it's a little bit easier to automate.
4: Yeah, sure. You can stamp out a piece of steel quickly mm-hmm. in exactly the form that you want, and just bolt it in place. That's that's completely different from you know the, uh, the 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 quality, the craftsmanship that goes into a a hand lacquered piece of wood that fits perfectly onto a metal car body, and mm-hmm. lo- and it has to look right. It has to have the right grain. Everything yeah. has to be correct. You can't just, just slap it on. There. No, no. This is a this is a big time production in order to get something to look exactly right. But the public really did like it. I mean, I, I yeah. think that we'll find as we go through here that mm-hmm. like the public people still wanted that wood look even though they had transitioned from wood bodies to metal bodies i think a lot of people still had a, a you know a love for that i mean it's kind of a, it's a warm feeling you know it's not it's not cold and and hard like metal it's um, right. there, there's a lot of aesthetic reasons why people would like a wood body car or wood partially wood body cars i guess over a strictly steel car and it's
5: interesting to note that throughout the entire time that the woodies have been around uh, there are multiple, um, I guess, waves of nostalgia and people searching for that unique look. And every time it seems like they're kind of going off the radar, something happens, and by golly, they're back on again. And uh, to, to the point about the popularity of Woody's, let's well, keep in mind that
4: um, all steel wagons were also available You know, even back in the 30s. Oh, sure. All along they, they were. And this was, this was something that was a customer choice. Now, we talked about how it started around the mid-1930s, or early 1930s, I should say, because you mentioned Ford with 1929 was kind of unofficially the first one, right? Yeah. Um, well, by the, by the mid-1950s, I think, is about when this kind of, this body style, this, this idea kind of dropped away. And it was mainly because of safety issues and, Mm -hmm. and strength and cost and durability and all that. But, um, the idea kind of hung around in the UK for just a little bit longer, maybe until 1960s, like mid 1960s. I was talking about the Morris Minor. Yeah, yeah. There's that one, and there's I think there may even be a couple of others. And you'll mm-hmm. find little hints of wood here and there on other bodies because you know it's still a fairly it's it's, it's an easy material to work with, mm-hmm. of course. And you can even replace. I, you know, I don't wonder how many pieces of uh, Cuban cars are driving around right now. Pieces of Cuba, I mean pieces of cars in Cuba. Have been, ...have been replaced with wood. That's what I meant to say, because ah, yeah. um, we talked about how they have to manufacture their own parts, and they're mm-hmm. very, very uh, inventive about how they do that. I bet a lot of uh, some of the steel parts have been replaced with wood on a lot of those cars down in Cuba. Mm-hmm. Um, same idea, sort of, on a bigger scale, I guess, in that you know, a manufacturer, if they need to quickly develop something for the new model line, they may at that time have just decided, let's just make this out of wood and we'll quickly get this mm-hmm. done. And it's really, and you know, even though it maybe it's for a transitional piece or whatever, um, maybe it hung on or people enjoyed it, so they they kept it. Um, it that's just, I mean, that's just speculation, I guess, at that yeah, point. But, but before we go on, yeah, uh, we should.
5: We, there's a really interesting twist that comes up with the Woody story here. Mm-hmm. Now we've established, and setting it up here, we've established that the public really enjoyed. The Woody cars and still does, um, as we'll find later. Mm-hmm. We've also established that there, there's a wealth of reasons that these are a little bit difficult for car manufacturers. Mm-hmm.
3: Mother's Day is right around the corner, and in true She Pivots fashion, we're highlighting moms who've dedicated their lives and their pivots to supporting mothers. The iconic Christy Turlington will join us to talk about launching Every Mother Counts after pivoting from her 90s supermodel days. And later, The co-CEOs of Baby to Baby will share how they're addressing the needs for millions of babies and moms. So tune in and subscribe to She Pivots. New episodes out every Wednesday. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
7: But We Loved is a podcast about queer history. I'm Jordan Gonsalves, your host. Growing up, I thought being gay was the worst thing I could ever be. The gay history I learned was tragic.
6: Jerry had died of AIDS, and it's like, what is happening? It was survival. That's why it's called survival sex.
7: But as I interviewed queer elders, I realized there was another history that I had never been taught, a history of courage and perseverance.
4: I wanted to take control of my story. And
2: not be ashamed of it.
7: And it was a history full of love.
2: The joy we found in saying husband again and again and again was incredible.
7: And while learning this new queer history from my elders, I realized they had so much wisdom to pass down. The key is to understanding yourself. Learning to love and embrace yourself. From iHeart Podcasts, I'm Jordan Gonsalves, and this is But We Loved. Listen to But We Loved on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
2: If you want to level up your marketing and business knowledge, then look no further than the Marketing School podcast hosted by Neil Patel and yours truly, Eric Sue. From the trenches, we share secrets that we otherwise wouldn't be sharing with other people. And we also share other advantages that will help you get ahead of your competition. So all you have to do is listen to Marketing School every weekday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
4: All right, back to cars because I've, I just want to say something about the, the body style of most of these things. What we think of as woody cars a lot of times are station wagons. Right. Right. And I, I personally, I've always liked the station wagon bodies on cars, and I, sp- I like the new ones. I like the, you know, the the, the modern BMWs, the modern Mercedes. Mm-hmm. Um, some of these, uh, like the at uh, the Audi wagons, those are all yeah. really cool to me. But I also have kind of this. Uh, I don't know this is, this affinity for like the hot rod station wagons of of the mid '60s. Oh, and, we uh, talk about this. I, I know it. I mean, the, like we're talking about like the the Grand, not this isn't a, a hot rod, but like the big Pontiac Grand Safari wagons mm-hmm. and uh, um, the, the Vista Cruisers and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, they're just so cool, and I've got kind of like a I don't know a lot of different memories of riding in you know that rearward facing seat in Which the back is of so uh, cool. Oh yeah, it was so much fun. You know back. Long time ago, like in the mm-hmm. 70s, riding, right facing backwards in the back of a, a station wagon. You know, with the window up or down, didn't matter really. Maybe even hanging out the back, who knows. And, uh, mm-hmm. uh, it was just a, it was a lot of fun, and I, I had a small station wagon at one point. I, I had a, uh, a Mercury Lynx station wagon, which was not Did the, you? not the greatest, but it was cool, I thought. It was interesting. Why'd you pick up a station wagon? Um, it was, it was one dollar, Ben. I bought it for one dollar from a friend's father that is so cool. Yeah. yeah. It's like so anyways, that, uh, that was uh, a long time ago. I'll t- that's another story. I'll tell I'll tell you that later but <laughs> but you know just parents of friends that had station wagons mm-hmm. or you know whatever. Um you know even <laughs> even movies that had station wagons in them. They were kind of kind of interesting like uh The National Lampoon's uh you know vacation movie. Yeah. Do you remember the scene where he's buying the the uh oh, what was it the uh uh the, I can't think of the name of it. The uh, the wagon queen family truckster. Do you remember that? <laughs> yeah. there's, a, there's a great scene where he's buying that one. That car, by the way, the the uh, the the family truckster uh. was designed by George Barris. I had no really? idea until just yesterday that 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 was the, the case. I had no idea either. I know that's such a crazy little movie fact. I mean, I it doesn't look like a George Barris car. No. but was that uh, real wood on that one? No, that was uh, that was Ben
5: simulated wood grain. Ah, and here we go, because as we mentioned before, we talked about Objectified. Um, Woodies, the original old school Woodies, were uh, going into a bit of, I don't want to say a decline, but their numbers were diminishing in the late 50s, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it looked like they might be just something, a historical footnote, except that the public liked the idea of the Woodies so much that the car manufacturers turned to each other, had had a little wink and a nod and said, well we can't afford real wood, but um it appears to be just a style over substance kind of thing. Yeah. So then we see the rise
4: of simulated wood grain cars. Isn't that crazy? That's I mean it's so strange to me that, you know, from the very beginning, well the very beginning when it's full wood bodies through the midnight you know, the mid nineteen thirties with the, the actual woody cars. Mm-hmm. And now they're doing away with them, and the public still wants wood on their cars. They say, you know, I I like the look of it. It has a good feel to it. I I enjoy, you know, this style. It becomes very, very popular to have a a wood grain car, you know, like with uh, just a vinyl decal on the side, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, it's a simple application. It's really, really cheap for the manufacturers to do it. They put a frame around it, you know, when they're done. And uh, and that's it. I mean, it's it's just as simple as that. It has to kind of work with the body lines of the Ooh. vehicle, of course. You know, there's some styling involved with it. Sure, but, uh, yeah. But it was very very popular, and it and it hung around for a long long time. Again, I mean, in fact, it it hung around until I'm going to say the early 1990s.
5: Yes, um, you can recognize uh, things like pl- uh, Plymouth Voyagers, uh, even the.
4: Oh, yeah, minivans. Lots of minivans. Lots of minivans. Lots of minivans ended up with wood grain on the side.
5: But also, um, still, there would be station wagons like, uh, the Ford Country Squire. Oh, wait, that's a 68. I'm sorry. Um, there were station wagons that, had that simulated wood. And, um, people really seemed to take to it. it. I don't know what it was. Going back to Objectified, which now will not be out of my head again for another week. Thank you. <laughs> Uh, You're welcome. Thank you, Scott. All I can think of is that maybe they worked on minivans because they seemed like homey. You know, I, I don't like know. A it's family a family
4: car. Well, it was kind of the the vehicle that replaced the station wagon. So if you think That's of it, true, if yeah. you think of it that way, you know that uh, people had these wood grain station wagons for all that time from the '60s, the '70s. Even into the early '80s, and then here in the mid 1980s, rather, um, you know, it comes Chrysler with its uh, you know, with its you know minivan that it's got this new design, and uh, people are going to put and you know with this wood applique on it. This uh, this it's uh, almost, I don't want to say contact paper, but it's similar. It's it's vinyl, and uh, and it's and it's Dac right. Well, that could be it. Yeah, one that, I think Ford has a. a Maybe has a patent on that name. I'm not sure, oh, okay. but but Denac is uh, um, the stuff that they use to uh, look. They create the wood vinyl, like you mentioned. Mm-hmm. They also use that to, um, um, and I'm finger quoting paint their uh, <laughs> their clay models back in the day. They oh, would uh, cool. they would use that for you know the window applications. They would use it for the paint applications. Mm-hmm. So you know when they rolled out a a clay model and it looked like it had been painted, it was really covered with that denox stuff. Uh, i see mm-hmm. so I, and it, and i've got good news for the people that still like wood grain by the way so don't let me get out of here today without uh without mentioning i that. won't because i think we both have some interesting some good news um let's
5: we'll we'll do a back and forth um but i'll give you the last word before we do listener mail okay so you know chrysler offered simulated wood on the pt cruiser oh yeah. in okay. 2000 So it's yeah. a little bit better than that and um I wanted to let you know about George Barris. I was, you guys may have heard me shuffling through my notes when we were talking about George Barris. We mentioned him. He created a woody version of the smart 4-2, uh, and another group offered an aftermarket simulated wood kit for the same car. So George Barris also a fan of, of Woody's, clearly.
4: I have a couple of photos of those two right in front of those two examples right in front of me. And, uh, I went, I dug a little bit deeper to, Mm-hmm. And I found a couple other examples that I think listeners may enjoy here. And this is not my good news part, by the way. There's more. Okay. <laughs> um, but uh, there was a Ford Flex that was created in 2009 that had uh, wood panels. Looks and actually looks pretty sharp. I kind of like that. Um, there's a, a Chevrolet Spark that has woody trim that, uh, uh, I don't know, kind of 50-50 about that one. Um, <laughs> there's one that I really do like, though. I'm going to save that one for last. Um, but there's also a Jeep Wrangler Ford or Woodsman edition that, uh, that a designer. Now, these are just... Styled the the company didn't put these out. Someone photoshopped these. However, the designs look really solid. Oh, I thought um, the
5: Spark was real. The Chevy Spark, I thought the Spark is real. Okay, yeah,
4: that is real. The uh, but the, these uh, the one that I'm mentioning right now, this uh, this Woodsman Edition mm-hmm. uh, Wrangler Four Door, that one looks pretty sharp. I think it looks good. It just seems to be a good fit because remember the Jeep Wagoneers, how they had the uh, the wood grain on the side. Yeah, that just seemed to look and feel right. I don't mm-hmm. know. There's something about that, that that vehicle, that shape, that body style. And it just seemed to work. So maybe it's just because of the classic estate wagon designs and everything. You know, it looks like a grown up version of that, maybe. Um, he also has, uh, the same designer also has a Buick Apollo MPV estate wagon that he designed. But the one I'm excited about, Ben, is this one right here. And I'm pointing to it. Uh, oh, so yeah, it. yeah. If you search for these words, you'll find a photo of this and, and the designer that does this kind of thing. It's just, again, it's just a, a you know, a mock up, a design and, you know, study design.
1: Yeah.
4: Um, Search for Audi A4 All Road Black Forest Edition. And, uh, you're gonna see a, a, an Audi All Road station wagon, uh, a wagon body, I should say, uh, that has these, these, uh, well, I guess it would be simulated wood grain. It's not real wood panels or anything on it. Uh, but I think that design looks fantastic. I mean, it just really, it looks really, really classy, really nice, distinctive. Um, yeah. and, and a lot of, you know, a lot of the vehicles that had this, along the way there were some vehicles that it didn't quite work on and i i can't quite <laughs> figure out why why it works on some and why it doesn't work on others I, i'll tell you what i don't think it works on that uh spark i don't think so either and that's that's a very good example but like you look back at um and some may argue this but the amc eagle vehicles oh yeah yeah you know, the all wheel drive vehicles Ooh. that uh, were kind of squat four wheel drive they were up real high um I just did never like it on those vehicles. I don't know why. It was a personal preference thing. But I did like it on like the the uh the great big Pontiac Grand Safari wagons and I liked it on, you know, the the uh the Vista Cruisers and things like that. Those giant station wagons looked really yeah, cool. Yeah.
5: I'll be honest, this is also just my personal preference. I don't think it looks good on short cars.
4: No, no, no. And I'm going to this isn't my little one more thing also, okay. but one more thing I do want to show you Ben is that cuz wow. you are a, you're a Packard fan. So going yeah. this is going back to a true wood uh true wood body though. This is amazing. Um, I had to show Ben a 1949 Packard uh, woody station wagon. Yes, and, station uh, sedan. Again, awesome. take a look sedan. Again, take a look at that if you get a chance. Do a, a keyword search yeah,
5: for you Yeah, and uh, you'll, uh, it's worth looking at because, Scott, this is an excellent photo. Um, may I keep this? Yes, you can uh, have that. Oh, thank you. Uh, because the wood panels have uh, glass interlaced in them, so they're not entirely solid panels. Very nice. Very um, nice. Okay, so I... Uh, promise that you would have the last word here <laughs> and thank you for this gift um i also want to end you know we like to end on saying something that people can do in the future sure if they wish so if you enjoy um woody cars if you like to learn more about them then one of the first steps you can take is to join the national woody club if you live in the united states because they have pictures of woodies there's a trading area for selling, buying woodies. You can learn more about your woody. You can post pictures and ask questions about it. It's a
4: great resource to go to. That sounds really cool. I, you know, what I'm going to check that out because usually the the galleries in those uh, in those groups have some just fantastic photos mm-hmm. of, of show cars and cars that people are working on project cars. You know, maybe how they found it when uh, the wood was completely missing, like we mentioned early in this podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, I bet you'll find a lot of stuff there. Now, this kind of goes along with that because um, my my final thing that I wanted to mention here, I, I have other stuff, but I'm just going to leave it at this. Okay. Okay. Um, for people that do like wood grain bodied vehicles and, you know, the simulated wood grain, there is some, uh, some good and modern news for you here, um, that you can go to a place called, uh, woodgrain4wagons.com. And what they have is they have digitally reproduced wood grain, uh, that's, that's cast on vinyl. And it's replacement wood grain for restoration or, um, they also have fiberglass. They have aluminum trim for the same vehicles. You know, like, so, so a lot of times when you'll see these, uh, wood grains, you'll see the flat wood grain on the panel and you'll see a trim all around it, right? Mm-hmm. Well, that, that fiberglass or that, uh, that aluminum oftentimes gets damaged. Well, that, they also provide that. And they've got this fantastic area. If you go into their, um, into their gallery, and you look around and find out what they're doing. This stuff, I mean, and I'll tell you, this stuff it's really really impressive. It's 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 really crisp, it's really clean. Just it's an its impressive result. It's kind of like, you know when you walk into a house and they have brand new wood floors. Yes. And it's very shiny and everything's just perfectly you know perfectly done. The trim work is all painted and everything. That's the same effect you get when you see the vehicles that you'll see in the in the gallery on the site and they specialize in like the ford country uh, country square wagons um, and the mercury colony park models but they do have other other types of vehicles that they supply for so um, they supply for the Buick sport wagon Oldsmobile vista cruisers the chrysler town and country wagons um, international travel all jeep wagoneer all of them are extremely nice looking. I mean, if you check out the gallery, you're going to see exactly what I mean. They're they're mm. really, really, really nice examples. Now, my favorite, if you go in there, mm-hmm. there's uh, there's some good photographs there, and most of them have two or three photographs of, of the actual product. Uh, look for the 1967 uh, Country Square Wagon, and uh, it's the only one that's in the gallery. I, that's my favorite, my personal favorite. But it's a very good example of what they're doing at woodgreen4wagons.com, and uh, that's for somebody who you know has kind of this this interest that hasn't gone away for for the wood you know simulated wood grain i guess
5: i think there are a lot of people who are on board with this and um right before we head out you want to do some listener mail let's do it okay Super short one. Uh, Alex from Connecticut writes in to say, Hey, guys, I was listening to your episode about the Carmen Ghia, and it got me interested in the history of cars. I took a look through your episodes, and I didn't notice this one, but what about the history of the Austin Cooper Mini? It's got a ton of history behind it, so I thought it would be a good episode.
4: Hmm, not a bad idea. I think, uh, I can't believe we haven't done a Mini episode at this point. And actually, you know, back to the classic Mini, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, so, yeah, why not? Let's uh, Let's, you know load that one up
5: well thank you for writing to us alex uh from connecticut it appears that you just got the green light to inspire another episode of car stuff uh scott we are gonna head out now Uh, we hope that everybody enjoyed our woody episode and uh we'll stay tuned for austin cooper mini in the future um which we'll have we'll have a few surprises before then too um but if you want to take a take a cue from Alex and let us know what you think about woodies or oh I'd love some pictures of cars if anybody owns them oh
4: very nice yeah that would be great or even a simulated wood grain car if somebody has something with with that on it would be fantastic absolutely especially
5: if you did it yourself because we respect that sort of stuff Um, you can drop us a line on Facebook where we are Car Stuff Uh, we are Car Stuff on Twitter as well and you can send us an email directly at CarStuff at Discovery.com
3: For more on this and thousands of other topics, visit HowStuffWorks.com. Let us know what you think. Send an email to podcast at HowStuffWorks.com.
0: MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is